All righty, Guru and Wiz here again on uh, this pre-4th of July, and uh, we're pressing onward here with our team capsules. Uh, I'm really excited about this team capsule because I know uh, the Wiz has had a lot to say about the Green Bay Packers. Uh, a lot of people have had a lot to say about the Green Bay Packers, quite frankly. Um, a lot of mystifying stuff that went on during the draft. And, uh, you know, we've touched upon it before, but now we're going to get a little bit uh, in, in, into the weeds a little bit more on what we think is going to happen. Wiz, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. And, uh, yeah, let's get let's get right into the uh, Green Bay Packers and uh, certainly the talk of the NFL draft why uh, – Kind of not by what they did, but what they didn't do. They didn't give Aaron Rodgers any help at wide receiver with so many great receivers in this draft. Instead, they elected to take a quarterback. Then not only did they take a quarterback, they moved up to take a quarterback. And uh, I recently heard um, Brett Favre talk about a way that they may use Jordan Love. And he said that they may use him uh, kind of in a Taysom Hill kind of way as a fullback, goal line packages. And when I hear Brett Favre say something like that, it leads me to believe that I don't know how many years he's been retired, but maybe he should check for concussion again. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you don't trade up taking a quarterback within the first overall pick to start using him, uh, you know, uh, in, in that kind of a role. But I, I just think that if things go bad for the Packers this year, and I predict that things are going to be bad, I just, I just, I could just see it. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is one of these guys that, as you very well know, that you like to point out all the time when things don't go his way. Wow, there's a lot of people to blame, and he's not afraid to start pointing fingers. And uh, I just think that it's going to go bad, and when it goes bad, that that Aaron Rodgers will be quarterbacking somewhere else next season. And oh uh, boy, it's going to see a very familiar thing happen. Kind of what happened to Brett Favre uh, at his end of his tenure with the Packers. I think you're going to kind of see the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. And uh, he's a great player, but. They did not give him any other help aside, you know, from Devontae Adams, a wide receiver, which we'll get to in a little bit. But, you know, let's talk about Rodgers, I guess, to start off with. And, um, man, there was a time when, you know, it was just a matter of is Aaron Rodgers the number one quarterback? Is he the number two quarterback? I, should you take him in the first round? My goodness, now in the year of 2020, he is a complete afterthought you don't hear about him mentioned in the first three four five six quarterbacks and uh it's a little bit unusual and i'm just wondering are people so down on what green bay did are people going to gift wrap uh you know if you're interested in brett Favre, are all the other teams in the league are going to gift wrap him to you and um if they do gift and wrap them to you, are you willing to take Aaron Rodgers? I'm definitely willing to take it. I, I mean, look, th this is a team that's coming off a 13-win season, which and, and they were one game short of, of being in the Super Bowl. Now, they had a new coach last year in Matt LaFleur. Um, you know, there was a lot of rumors about that relationship, uh, you know, during the preseason last year and how it evolved. And, and look, it's certainly become a little bit more of a conservative offense. You know, they don't have the playmakers uh, across the board that they've kind of once had that Rogers had, you know, like I think Rogers in the past has had a combination of speed, 
slot guy, outside guy, tight end. And I don't think the, he really had that last year. Jimmy Graham was was just disgusting to watch last year. Um, you know, you mentioned Adams. He was injured. This was a very young and inexperienced wide receiving core, so it probably took away from his ability. You look at his yards per attempt, Aaron Rodgers' yards per attempt, I think it was the lowest number, maybe the lowest number or second lowest of his career. Uh, a guy that traditionally averages, say, you know, nine, you know eight to nine a, a, an attempt, only Average seven yards in attempt last year, so it's it's a different player. But I see him in most preseason rankings that I've looked at. He's outside the top twelve, which is remarkable to me. Again, the player did have 25, 26 touch. He's got fifty one touchdowns and six interceptions in the last two years. So I don't <clears throat> think you can necessarily place a player like that outside the top twelve. I don't disagree with you that it's a more complex situation given you know the fact that. Jordan Love was drafted. I know you've even mentioned a, a potential landing spot for uh, Rodgers, which would be very intriguing. You know, if Drew Locke didn't um, move forward as a quarterback this year, you know, could Aaron Rodgers finish his career much like Peyton Manning did in, in, in Denver? So who knows? You know, that remains to be seen. But I like the fact that this player, he's too good a player to be outside the top 12. So I'd be one to actually take a chance on Aaron Rodgers if someone wants to gift wrap me. If 12 quarterbacks go before him, I'd love to have Aaron Rodgers really late in, in, a, in a roto draft and really cheap in a, an auction draft. Yeah, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just think the days of, you know, going out to get Aaron Rodgers or him going so early, I think, you know, those days are kind of past. But uh, he certainly still effective, still quality. Um, but... I do worry, like you said, though, I do worry about the attitude. I do worry about his Jay Cutler-type scowls on the field. I've said that before. I worry about that. Body language sucks sometimes with this player, and that bothers me. I got to tell you another thing. You know, when you watch him, his decision-making, I'm not going to say that's, like, declined over time, but his decision-making isn't the best sometimes and um yeah I, I don't i don't know it just something doesn't seem quite right to me and uh if it starts going wrong for green bay early this year i could see a real avalanche effect and uh i could see you know that kind of situation happening um and uh and uh, you know i think if 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 the, the problem for green bay in my opinion is if jordan love is rushed to play and is not able to sit behind aaron rodgers for a few years he is not ready to be a starting quarterback he um lacks some some of the most important quarterbacking skills to have to be effective in the NFL, uh, decision-making, understanding defenses, uh, a great talent. He has tremendous arm talent, but he, he needs to watch and learn for a couple of years. And um, if it goes bad, Aaron Rodgers is in there and Jordan Love is forced to play, I think you're going to see some real setback and some real hard times for the, <clears throat> for the Green Bay Packers. I say one other thing, um, and Rodgers has overall stayed healthy, but there's been a few times over the last few years where he's not, and 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 Green Bay's never had a really great backup situation. So, and I think I think it's too early for Jordan Love. And I, I think a current concerns me about Love is is how much he he tailed off. Granted, he had a new coach and, and different players that he was dealing with, but he tailed off a lot, you know, in in his in his from from 2018 to 2019. That's a it's a slight concern for me. So, and then the other thing I would add is Matt Lafleur is clearly a different play caller, type play caller, and offensive mind than Mike McCarthy was. And I look back in 2018. This is a team that played 
in 11 personnel 77% of the time. Last year, that dropped down to 60. You know, LaFleur really utilized the running backs a bit more, and we're going to talk about that next. But, but definitely a, a different approach to offense than, than the previous uh, coaching regime that Mike McCarthy was uh, head of. Yeah, and then, as you know, you mentioned, we'll segue right into the running backs. And it, it appeared, you know, that, you know, Aaron Jones had, you know, clearly, clearly taken over the number one spot over Jamal Williams and was the number one guy. And then look what Green Bay does. They go and draft A.J. Dillon, who is a bruising, bruising physical runner, much more physical than either Williams or Aaron Jones. So, um you know, I'm not sure how that's going to work out. I mean, this upcoming season, but I, I'm almost positive that A.J. Dillon is going to be a big part of the future, and I'm not quite sure if the future Farron Jones is going to remain in Green Bay. He had a tremendous season last year, but I'm always worried when a guy has a great season and it's touchdown dependent, and he had a, a lot of touchdowns last year. Um, he was utilized more in the passing game than, than he was, and that's a good thing because he is an explosive player, and that you know he seemed to get better and better uh, as a receiver. But uh, how do you break down coming into the season uh, the value of Aaron Jones, who you loved going into last season, or you was high coming on, into this season on him? Yeah, so... Whew. Yeah, I'm definitely a little bit more nervous. I, I, I love this running back group as a whole. Jones, you mentioned Dylan, and they still have Jamal Williams here. Jamal Williams caught 39 balls last year. As you mentioned, uh, Aaron Jones stepped it up in the, play, in the, in the pass-catching game. I think he had like 47 or 48 catches. Um, in fact, I would argue that they didn't use him enough on some of those little wheel routes because he's, he's really good out of the backfield. One game, he, hit, he had one hit right off his face mask. But, but nonetheless, 19 touchdowns last year. It's really hard to beat that. I think he's probably being listed a little bit too high right now. I think he's, you know, like I said, a lot of preseason lists, maybe top five right now. Uh, I'm a little scared of that just because of what you mentioned, the fact that there are three – three choices here now and I think you could see Dylan stick his nose in late in games and on the one yard line because I think there were times last year where we watched Aaron Jones and he did struggle sometimes to, to punch it in from from in close so I think you could see that and also I would say look LaFleur had a guy like Derrick Henry and I'm not trying to say that A.J. Dillon is is Derrick Henry but it's a bigger body so yeah this is a player that's definitely probably could see his touchdowns cut in half and that's pretty dramatic he did have a thousand yards, and like I said, he almost had fifty catches. So he'll still be an effective player, but probably not as effective as he's currently listed coming into the season. Yeah, it's difficult to with the running back position in fantasy football in this new world we're living in. Uh, the days of you know the, the the number one running back getting twenty seven carries and his backup getting three carries and the fullback getting a goal, a carry here and there. Those days are over. And a lot of teams use two and even three guys um, in different in different ways, and I think you may see that with Green Bay this year. And uh, A.J. Dillon is a real workhorse, had so many carries at Boston College, and uh, he's just uh, very durable. And it's uh, if he could carry that over into the NFL – that's going to be a big, big asset to him because um, 
you know, you could stay on the field and, and, and be a workhorse and, and, uh, and be durable. Like you see with a guy like Derrick Henry, um, it, it, you, you kind of wear down defenses. So we're going to have to see how that, how that shakes out. It's a very, very interesting situation. And, uh, and I guess we're going to move on to, to wide receiver where you have, I guess, Devontae Adams and, well, who knows? Uh, let's see. Going into last season, the fantasy football darling was Valdez Scantling. He supposedly had passed Allison on the depth chart, and he was going to be the clear number two guy, and he was on everyone's radar, and he did absolutely nothing. And then you hear that, oh, Jay Kumarov, he's the darling of Aaron Rodgers. He's Aaron Rodgers' favorite, and he just doesn't do much, doesn't step on the field, doesn't play enough. And Lazard seemed to be a guy that people liked on the free agent wire. I know you liked the player and picked him up. And he had some moments. And they had, now they have Devin Funches. My goodness, why didn't they just draft one of these young receivers this year and try and resolve all of that and, and not worry about it? So, we know how great Devontae Adams is. We know he's a top five, short thing at wide receiver. But my question to you is, after that, what do you do with the Packers' wide receivers? Yeah, that's a great question. So, and Adams was banged up last year. You know, we had made a trade for him in, in, in one of our leagues and, and didn't get full value because he missed a few games. And, and, you know, and he definitely had a subpar year even coming back. It took him a little bit of time to get back on the field with, the, with an ankle sprain. So, you know, this team looks more like it should be the part of the Milwaukee Buck front line than the Green Bay Packers receiving core because those guys are all big dudes, right? right? Uh, Funches, Lazar, Kumaro, they're all like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, they got that kid uh, that played at Notre Dame to, uh, what's his name, Aquanimus St. Brown who was hurt. hurt hurt all year, yeah. last year. These are all like 6'4 and 6'5 guys. There's no slot guy. I thought this was a draft that the Green Bay Packers should have been looking at a guy like Devin DuVernay, who was stolen by the Baltimore Ravens a couple of picks before them. That was a guy I would have loved to see on this roster, but we don't have it. I think this it's really unfortunate that Aaron Rodgers has not been given an opportunity to get more talent in this group. Not that this group is not talented, but Again, there's too many big lugs running around the field and, and no kind of underneath guy. Now, maybe they, they look when when some of these cuts get made. Maybe they look at somebody to kind of pitch in. I don't know if they make a trade. There's been a lot of speculation, I will say, because of the situation that we're in with COVID, that there could be more veteran casualties than normal uh, in terms of cuts. So something to watch for because I think this team lacks a slot receiver. That's the most obvious thing to me. I don't know who's next. I would say Lazard's probably next. I thought I, I thought Valdez Scantling was too inconsistent. Devin Funchess is too slow and more of a around the end, you know, around the end zone type type presence. You know, and like you said, Kumaro, a couple of plays here and there, but I, I can't get too excited. I'll tell you something. If Aaron Rodgers throws the ball to Scanling or Funches or Lazard or Kumarov and they don't make a play, you may see Aaron Rodgers reenact on Matt LaFleur what Buddy Ryan did to Kevin Gilbride, like right <laughs> on the field. I mean, you, you, we may see something like that. I mean, yeah, it's just another reason why I just, I don't know. I, I don't have any confidence in any of those guys. Can one of those guys be effective? I guess. But I don't have uh, any confidence. Is there any one of those guys that you would say, yeah, this is a guy that I really like this year, or you, like, seen enough? 
Uh, I, I think the one guy I take a chance on only because only because he 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 ended up being targeted a fair amount late in the season. The guy I would take a chance. Well, he disappeared in the playoffs, but but last three regular season games he started to get more targets. Lazard would be the guy if you had to take a reach at someone. That would be the player that I personally would reach for. I like his big body. I think he's got pretty good hands too. Um, so that would be the guy if I had to reach for someone, and I think it is a reach. That would be the one player that I would choose from. But but I would look to see if there's a slot guy that gets dropped out there for the Packers to add someone like that. I think your first analogy was right. I think Rodgers may be throwing, better off throwing the ball to like Paul McKeskey or Randy Brewer, <laughs> one of those guys from the Bucks back in those days. But moving on to the tight end spot, um, you know, Jimmy Graham kind of did nothing last year. Chase Sternberger is a guy. They got Merlis, Hades Lewis. Um, anybody of those Green Bay tight ends that you would even consider drafting? Again, the only thing I have to go by, because Sternberger was hurt last year. You know, he grabbed a touchdown in that game against San Francisco. Uh, he got on the field a little bit at the end of the year. I can't believe Mercedes Lewis is still in the NFL, but he is also on this roster. And they drafted the kid um, uh, from Cincinnati. But but everything I'm reading, uh, Josiah DeGuara, is they're actually going to be using him as fullback. Uh, so I, this this group doesn't excite me. You know, you're taking a flyer on a guy like Sternberger is the way I look at it. Yeah, I, I guess, but he he he. You're not he's not a player you're going to draft on draft no. day, right? That's no. like if you have you know, one tight end is hurt, another one's on a bye week, another one has COVID nineteen, another one is missing. You know, he he'll be like a guy if you're in desperation mode, right? You're not going to like draft that player, I assume. That is correct. And uh, any any thoughts on Mason Crosby, the Packers defense? Or you're not even considering either of those two. You know, it's interesting. I uh, in, in one of my la- leagues last year, um, I definitely used the Packers sporadically, and they were really effective. Let, let's, you know, you got to remember, late in the, I was just looking at their late season schedule uh, for two reasons, one for their defense and one for A.J. Dillon. So three of their last four games, two are in Green Bay and one is in Chicago. And, you know, I think it sets up well for the defense. They got the Smith brothers last year. Both of them had really good years. They added Christian Kirksey. I, I like. They lost a couple of linebackers as well. I like their front seven. I don't like their secondary. So it's a good streaming defense, and I, I actually used them as a streaming defense late in, last year, and they were very effective because they get some sacks and turnovers. Um, but, uh, and I'm not a Mason Crosby guy. I just am not, never have been. I don't like, because he's kicking in the cold all the time and he's kind of an inconsistent kicker. So I think, I think the Packer defense is a streaming defense and Mason Crosby does not excite me as a kicker. Those, that would be my uh, input from the defense special teams and, and kicker part of the Green Bay Packers roster. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I mean, the only way I'll pick up the Packers, if you can make Sunday moves, I wake up on a Sunday morning and I, you know, look on the Doppler forecast and it's 75 mile hour winds in Green Bay or something like that. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, little little confidence in in the Packers defense, even though they could get a couple of sacks with the Smith brothers. So I guess that wraps it up. What's uh what's next on the agenda uh, as far as teams go? I got to think about this. So so actually, I just want to add two quick things. So do, do you agree with me with Dylan? Like you look at those late late season cold games. Is, is, can you see a scenario where Dylan's running out the clock and, and doing his uh, best uh, 
Derrick Henry. I think out Dylan there. could be running out the clock in every game that the Packers have a lead uh, for, for certainly, and certainly in, in cold weather games. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like you know, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams aren't used to playing in those cold weather games. But uh, yeah, I, I, I could, I could, I could see that. You know, I could, I could certainly see it. I think he'll be the finisher uh, when the Packers are trying to finish out games for sure. All right, great. So the only thing I will add here, a couple little things. So I keep my eye uh, on on the Antonio Brown situation. I know he's going to have to deal with potential NFL uh, punishment as well, but it seems like he's getting a little cozy with one Russell Wilson at the moment. So I'd watch that situation. And it looks like David Njuku has uh, requested a trade from the Cleveland Browns uh, tight end logjam. You remember when we just did the Cleveland Browns podcast uh, a couple episodes ago, I predicted that Njuku was going to be the odd man out yep you did and that's why i'm bringing it up because this is where you get the pearls of wisdom guru and the whiz so uh i'm bringing that up because of that exactly so uh, and, and you know you always want to pay attention to what's going on in these wave wave of wires you know looking at a thing like roto world or wherever else you know roto wire wherever you get your information from cbs sports what have you you know this stuff is moving around you want to pay attention in the off season uh, and that's what's happening you know you ask me what's next and whenever we do get together uh, i'm going to try to enjoy the holiday tomorrow, but uh, we're going to have back-to-back division uh, opponents again. We got the Houston Texans, so I know we're going to be excited to talk about that group as well, and the Indianapolis Colts. Those will be our next two uh, podcasts that we will do on the uh, on the team summaries. Love it, fantastic, uh, and uh, yep, great job. And we'll uh, we will uh, we'll see you guys soon. All right, great, Wiz. Thanks very much, and uh, a good 4th of July to everyone. Stay safe. Be careful of those fireworks. Later.